Hello, beautiful people. You are listening to the Soul Beauty Chat. I'm your host, Fatima, and the Soul Beauty Chat is a self-care community and podcast designed to empower you through faith-infused resources, mental health support, coaching, and wellness events. In addition to that, I am a certified meditation and mindfulness teacher and a brand strategy coach and consultant. So before we dive into this episode, let's explore a few ways that you can support the show. Number one, subscribe on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. The show is also available on various other major streaming platforms. Number two, rate and review. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure you leave a rating and review so that other people can find out about this show. Number three, leave a comment. If you're listening on YouTube, share your thoughts as you're listening along and let me know how you feel about this episode. Number four, send me a message. If you're listening via Anchor, you can actually send me a voice memo directly through the app. But you can also send me an email at soulbeautychat at gmail.com. Number five, become a monthly supporter. So if you're interested in supporting the show on a consistent basis, you can become a Patreon member. Patreon is a membership site that allows you to get exclusive behind the scene vlogs of my daily life, starting a business and running a nonprofit. You'll have access to all of my virtual meditation classes and you'll have access to any workshops where I invite guests on. And finally, work with me. If you're interested in booking a coaching session, a meditation session, or any of my other programs, you can find out about them on soulbeautychat.com. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's show. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening. Welcome back to the podcast. It is officially 2022. It's officially Black History Month. Okay. Like, I'm excited. I'm very excited to be back. I'm very excited to be back recording, back creating, sharing content. If you know, you know. But since sometime in November, maybe, I decided to take somewhat of a break, somewhat of a hiatus, a rest from creating, from posting on social media in the ways that I have. I'll just say that because this episode is going to kind of dive into that. You all know that I love talking about the intersection between social media and mental health. And um, I'm just excited to kind of dive into today's topic because we're going to touch on that. But before we get into the actual topic, I will say that this episode will be a lot more um, or a lot less structured than some of my other episodes. Also, if you're new to the show, welcome. Hi, I'm Fatima. Um, This is the Soul Beauty Chat podcast, where we explore all things related to mental health, faith, and just that soul beauty, you know, what's happening on the inside, not just the outside. And um, this month, for the month of February, we are really going to be diving into celebration because there's so much to celebrate. There's so much to celebrate, um, if you look for it, if you find it. And I think for me personally, 
Black History Month. Okay, turn up. We always celebrate Black History Month around here, but that's just exciting to me. I feel like, you know, what better time to come back with a podcast? What better time than on the first day of Black History Month, you know? And I know for some people, Black History Month is probably like a touchy thing. Like it, it, it can go both ways, right? But for me, I truly embrace Black History Month. I embrace, um, you know, even though it's man-made and it's, you know, however you want to look at it, whatever way you want to slice it, I still find beauty in celebrating. And this just happens to align really perfectly with where I feel in my personal life as far as celebrating. It's been a topic that has been coming up so much between myself and my friends and just the people who are close to me, just this this concept and this idea of what does it mean to truly celebrate yourself, to celebrate life, to celebrate love, to celebrate joy, to celebrate your body. And this month, we're going to be exploring all of that. I'm really excited. Um, so I want to kind of dive into this topic of sharing the best parts of you online, right? It's no surprise that we live in a very digital world with lots of social media, lots of uh, influencers and apps and connecting with people online. And I have always been fascinated by it. I've always been like intrigued, but also a part of me has always felt this sense of wanting to escape it in a lot of ways. And so I'm constantly exploring thoughts around social media versus real life and just perception versus reality. And I think, you know, something that that really kind of comes to mind, I actually didn't intend on talking about this at all, um, but it just comes to mind as I'm speaking is about, I believe you pronounce her first name as Chelsea Christ. I believe that's how you say her name. I hope I'm not saying that wrong. Um, but like I said, I didn't plan to talk about this, so I didn't have a chance to look up how to pronounce her name. But I read this post yesterday. I reshared it. Um, it says, Chelsea Christ's death is a reminder that social media is not an accurate reflection of someone's life. We see fun content, success, and forget that there is a person with real emotions that can be dealing with some really heavy stuff. I pray she has peace. And, you know, that really, that really resonated with me because, um, you know, we see it all the time, right? We see it all the time where people who seemingly have it all, they have a life that so many people desire and aspire to achieve, yet there's an unhappiness, right? And that's how we get quotes like success can't buy or money can't buy happiness. And I know some people might disagree with that, but I think it's true in a lot of ways. And I think if it weren't true, it kind of forces us to look at situations like this one and say, well, if that's not true, then why does this happen to so many people? Why do so many people reach like the height of their success and their wealth and and all of those things, but th they're still suffering, right? Um, so just something to reflect on and something that made me think. And also, you know, um, in my personal life, I've been going through a lot of transitions and shifts and changes. And one of the things that I like to do to kind of manage that is, you know, watch shows on Netflix or, you know, all of those streaming apps. And lately, I decided to probably like two weeks ago, I decided to get into this show called Hype House 
on Netflix. And I think I talked about this before because I remember watching a documentary that kind of touched on Hype House and also a job that I had when I lived in L.A. Um, introduced me to Hype House. Like during quarantine, I found out about like these influencer houses. And I'll, I'll kind of give a breakdown for people who don't know what I'm talking about. So Hype House is essentially like a collective of social media influencers that live in a huge mansion out in LA. And the concept is that they just create content together. They help each other grow their their channels. They have a, a community page or, you know, like a, a house page and um, they just create content. Now, the people who are listening to my podcast right now, this may not be the show for you. Like you may not have any interest in this. I honestly don't know who the show is for because it's very white. It's very young. It's very LA and it's not is it's not something that I would typically watch, but I find myself when I am kind of navigating things sometimes, I like to have distraction. You know, I like to have distraction for something that feels completely like not connected to me. And for whatever reason, I chose the show, right? Thinking that it would be innocent, thinking that it would just be, you know, this lighthearted show about these 20-something-year-old white kids living in L.A. with all this money, just doing ridiculous stuff, making fun content. Like, that's what I was expecting. And as I started watching it, I'm probably, like, deep into the first season now, like, probably halfway through. I noticed that there is a lot of themes coming up that are in my personal life, which is really funny because I never would have expected that. And there's a lot of people on the show who are just really unpacking a lot of unresolved trauma. Now, again, these are, I don't think anyone in that house is older than 25. I think Nikita, who is the transgender woman on the show, she is uh, 25, but she doesn't actually live in the house. Um, She's actually like the most level-headed, even though I know she's very problematic in a lot of ways with the whole black fishing thing. But um, anyway, that's not the point. (laughs) But uh, Yeah, so they're all very young, you know, so in my mind, when I clicked on it, I didn't think that it would be a show that I would feel um, that the themes that they were discussing would resonate so deeply. But what I'm realizing is that truly back to the post that I read about um, the former um, beauty pageant winner is that on the outside, right, seemingly these young adults, I won't call them kids, these young adults have everything. Well, some of them are kids. Some of them are like 18, I think, 17, 18. But like, seemingly they have it all. They live in a huge mansion with various cars and they get to literally just hang out all day and create content. Like for so many people, that probably sounds like a dream life. To me, it sounds terrible. But (laughs) to a lot of people, I'm sure that sounds like, wow, like they have everything. They have money, they have brand deals, all this stuff. And you know, in watching the show, so many of them start to tell their stories. And it's really surprising. You know, I think a lot of times in in shows that we're watching, we see like, uh, what's that show I was really into? Um, Legendary? Yeah, so it's called Legendary on HBO Max. If you've never seen it, it's great. It's a competition show about voguing, like house voguing. Um, and just the culture and the lifestyle. And a lot of times those shows center around, you know, mostly black people, contestants and, and things like that. And they usually 
you know, you hear the music come on and you know that they're going to go to like the montage of them going, coming from the struggle and like how much dance means to them. Like it's very cliche. And I think that it's very expected sometimes with black characters or black um, people on, on shows. And so I guess for me, when I was watching the show with with all these young white influencers, I didn't expect that they had those stories. I really expected that they just had a life that was just kind of handed to them. They just, you know, probably grew up with money. They grew up in LA. Like I didn't expect the stories that I got. So hearing so much about their journeys and how so many of them struggle with their mental health and so many of them struggle even with just like the pressure of maintaining what they have because a lot of them didn't grow up with money a lot of them did come from challenging backgrounds or I can't say a lot but a a few the ones that I've seen so far um did have rougher backgrounds and I think it was just surprising to me but it was also like wow okay the show is is kind of highlighting that same sentiment right that you could see a person who seemingly has so much success online and living this fun and creative, exciting, wealthy, luxurious life, but behind the scenes, they could really be suffering. They could really, really be suffering. And I've just been exploring this concept lately of what does it mean to celebrate yourself, to to share the best parts of yourself online? Why do we do it? You know, the whole highlight reel thing. Why is that a thing? Why is that like acceptable use of social media? And I think for a long time, I've personally been of the mindset of like trying, not say trying, but I would just say I've I've personally resonated more with being more authentic, right? With with sharing more sides of myself. And if you follow me for a while, you know, on my YouTube channel, I've shared my journeys, journeys of, of so many different things that I've struggled with from mental health, from um, housing instability to suicidal thoughts, to um, all these different areas that a lot of people Um, may not have expected if they just looked at my Instagram and also a lot of um, things that a lot of people um, at the time, I would say at least weren't talking about, you know, at the time when I was creating that content, it wasn't like mental health wasn't something that was so easily talked about in the way that it is now. Um, Depression wasn't something that was just talked about in that way. Um, So, so in, in that, I think I've always kind of taken the approach of being more authentic and expressing more authenticity over everything. And I still do express authentically and I do share things authentically. And I've talked about this in the past, but there was a shift that happened once I started doing my inner work and I started working with the therapist and working with coaches and going to retreats and really focusing on like healing my core wounds, healing my um, different things that I'm working on, I noticed that my desire to share publicly stopped. You know, I was kind of like, uh, because I think at one point it was therapy for me. This podcast was therapy. My YouTube channel was therapy. Even my Instagram was therapy. And it shifted somewhere where I no longer felt this desire to share you know, those things and turn to my community as community for support for me. Instead, it was like I had a a village around me. I had a community around me in my real life. So I didn't feel that desire to seek it online anymore. And 
I don't think that there's anything wrong when people do that. You know, I think everyone has a journey and everyone's journey is different. And some people may really find value and solace in having that online community. But I've just shifted to a place where I have amazing support in my real life now and sharing those vulnerable moments and processing things online. And even with like some of my friends closest to me, I don't have that desire anymore. Um, I spend a lot of time in my thoughts. I spend a lot of time talking to my partner about my thoughts. I spend a lot of time journaling, talking to my therapist about my thoughts. So it's like, it's more inward now. And, um, but in that I've, I've also been exploring this idea of, of celebrating and maybe shifting my perspective a little bit of being the person that does share the highlight reels and not just vulnerability or nothing, you know, like I think at one point that was kind of my brand in a way, like being vulnerable, being authentic was like so ingrained in who I felt like I was online. And now I feel a shift. I definitely, I felt a shift for a while and I feel a shift currently where it's like, yeah, I don't feel the desire to do all of that, but I do want to share those 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 highlight moments, you know, in a way that I've never done before. And it may come across as flexing, it may come across as bragging, it may come across as only talking about the good stuff, but like, is that a bad thing? And this is a question to me, and hopefully, you know, me sharing these reflections will also get you to reflect. And I'm curious to know, like, what are your thoughts on it? You know, have you been the person that shares everything? Have you been the person that shares nothing? And what what are your thoughts about about sharing the best part of yourselves online? Um, I, I saw a post recently by um, my my brother's girlfriend, Vanessa, if you're listening. Hey, girl, hey. Uh, I was I was looking through her Instagram stories as always cackling like she's hilarious just I'll just plug her really quickly because I feel like everyone should follow her if you like me you will probably like her content and she's just dope her Instagram is hello with three L's it's V and V is V-E-E um, but yeah just check her out she has an amazing brand grow home please and she's just dope so anyway I was looking at her stories one day and um, it was the a day that I was really thinking about this, like heavy, like about celebrating. And, and I've also mentioned before on this page that like I have a I don't know what to call it. I know some people call it a burner account. <laughs> that sounds super sketchy, super scammy. I don't know if it's a burner account, but I have a I have a personal page on Instagram. OK, like I have a personal page. That's literally what it's called. Personal page. And on that personal page, like I just follow people that I know in real life. I don't accept anyone that I don't know or anyone that I don't want to be a part of my real life. And um, I've been exploring with celebrating over there. You know, it's kind of been like a challenge to myself of like, can I just post content and share without feeling this desire to make everything branded, to make everything marketing and to make everything, you know, a story? Like, can I just share random stuff because that's what I feel? So anyway, that was a tangent, but it's relevant because maybe you should consider that if you're also someone that wants to explore this idea of celebrating out loud online. Um, but anyway, I was looking at a story that she posted and um, it was a day where I was deep in my thoughts about this and I was trying to find it, but I can't find it. I think it's gone. Um, but it was basically a post that said like something along the lines. I think it was a tweet from somebody else saying how they refuse to make like a personal page and a business page because, you know, they don't want to have to feel like they have to separate themselves in a way. And 
this is something that, you know, I've also thought about a lot. You know, I've thought about this, this concept of having like a business page versus having a personal page. And what that does for me personally is it does create a sense of boundaries. It does create a sense of this is real life. This is work. And I think, um, you know, something that I notice on my my brand page, the one that you all see, right, as my personal page, what I noticed about that was I would just, you know, casually scrolling, maybe checking out what my friends are up to, or it's 11 o'clock at night, and I get a message from someone, and they're asking me, like, coaching advice, or they're asking me advice about meditation, or they're asking me a personal question about a video that I posted, and it's like, that made it really hard for me to turn off work because my brain was always focused on, well, this person sent me this message and I feel like I have to answer. Like that was kind of my thing. And I know that's not true, right? I know I don't have to answer, but I would think about it a lot until I answered the person. And it would create all this pressure and anxiety. And I think also something I noticed too was like people were treating my page, that was my personal page at the time, as a business. Like brands would come to me and say, hey, we would love to have you lead a meditation for our organization. Are you free? And I'm like, now my brain is going into work mode and it's five o'clock in the morning and I just was awake and scrolling on Instagram. And now I'm thinking about this, you know? So I had to create that boundary for myself. And I think also something else that it does for me is it kind of takes off this pressure of, um, of, of when I am sharing and celebrating because naturally I think from my personality, from my trauma, from my experience, all of the above, I've, I've been someone that struggles with sharing, celebrating myself out loud, celebrating myself online, especially. So when I would share things, I would always feel this fear of what if this thing falls through? What if this thing is no longer a thing? And now everyone knows because I posted it all online, right? And I think about that in relationships. I've thought about that with career things. Like I'll give you an example. Uh, A lot of you know that I worked at Red Table Talk for a period of time when I lived in LA. And um, I documented this whole journey on my YouTube channel. Um, You can go and check it out if you're interested. I have a whole vlog series of of my, a part of my time in LA. And um, I remember... (laughs) Like my first week when I started, it was like this this micro team um, that was focused on everything outside of what you see on the Facebook show, Red Table Talk. And um, it was just three of us, you know, and it, we were super excited, like this new team going to create all this cool content for Red Table Talk, build communities, all this awesome stuff, right? So exciting. Dream job that I didn't even know I wanted. And I was just like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. Like, this is amazing. And I remember... My man, my manager at the time called me into his office and we're talking. He's like, yeah, you know, I just I just think that I, it would benefit us to really share with our communities online because he was also a person that was very immersed in like online community. We should share that we are are doing this and we're working on this because we really are like we're like starting something really new and it's just, it's amazing. And we, we should share this. I think it will be great for like us and also great for like the brand itself. And I was like, um, I don't really know about that. And he's like, you know, I, I feel you, like, I feel that hesitation too, but like, just think about it. And I remember I ended up sharing it, right. We ended up doing our post and I was like, all right, cool. It's out there. Right. I shared with 
all of my followers at the time, I don't know how many it was that I work at Red Table Talk, have this amazing opportunity. I'm in LA, da, 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 da. And then I kid you not, like less than three months later, we were let go. The whole team was let go for reasons that I won't disclose on this podcast, but the whole team was let go. And the feeling that I had, (laughs) the feeling that I had, I'm just going to take a sip of my matcha. When I thought to myself, wow, so I finally posted it and I shared with all these people, updated my LinkedIn profile and like, now it's gone. Now it's done. And it's like, granted, I didn't have to tell anybody that it ended, but just me knowing me knowing that felt so scary. It felt so scary. And it's something that I think about a lot also with relationships too. You know, it's something that I have um, found myself wrestling with over the years. And I think, especially now that, you know, I'm in beautiful relationship, it's something that I I find myself thinking about a lot. And it's something that um, it's a part of what prompted this idea of celebrating. And I'll, I'll read a post, another post from social media that I found that someone sent to me. My friend Erica sent it. And I'm not sure who this uh, influencer is. I honestly didn't even go to her page or anything. Like I just was like, oh, wow, this is resonating. And I, I have the screenshots just saved in my phone. But it looks like someone asked her a question of why did she choose to show her partner online? Um, and she, her response was therapy taught me that I was punishing him for the things that happened in my previous relationship. I had to learn to be comfortable sharing my highs and lows to also show that there is hope after public humiliation and breakup. And he won't have a whole storyline on here. And I will continue to keep a lot of things private, but when I'm around him, it's not fair to purposely skip over him. And when I tell you that resonated, okay, it resonated. <laughs> it really, really did resonate. And it left me just thinking about all of the ways that I have um, intentionally skipped out on certain parts of my life and certain people in my life um, out of that fear, out of that fear of of public humiliation, the way she worded it. And um, yeah, that's just a a, a thought that I've been having lately and it's something that I'm really playing around with this idea of of exploring how can I celebrate more in life and and what are the reasons why I don't celebrate and um not necessarily if it's a good thing or a bad thing but it's just like is this something that I want to explore and if so how what's a what's a safe way to explore that so um I'll share some some things that I've been doing to explore that. And um, maybe this can give you some ideas if you're in a similar space. If you are in a similar space, like please reach out to me on Instagram and, um, or you can even, I think, I think you can like comment on Spotify now, Um, but find a way to reach out to me. Okay. And let me know. Um, Actually the way is to go to my Instagram and comment on the posts that you see the the latest posts and tell me your thoughts. That's the best way. Um, But yeah, I would love to um, share some of the things that I have been doing that I've noticed that have been helping me um, with with this practicing of celebrating and and what that looks like. So the first thing I'll say is having a separation between work and business helps me. 
So whether you're an Instagram user or Twitter user or whatever user, like if that is something that you've never considered, maybe consider like, hmm, what would it look like if I um, separated my brand, if you are someone that has a brand from my personal life? Maybe that's something you can explore. Um, Another thing that has been helping me is celebrating with my community, my tribe. And what that looks like is if I'm having a win, if I just got great news, if I just got a great opportunity or if something really beautiful happened, um, instead of holding on to that and being like super uh, like quiet about it, instead deciding to um, really open up and say like, Hey, like, look at this beautiful picture of us doing X, Y, Z, or like at this place having so much fun, like in ways that we see online. Right. And I always admire people. Like I admire those girls who are online, just like flaunting their man and showing off their vacation and showing off their body. And like, I admire that so much because it's so not me. And I, I remember like when I was early in that authenticity over everything it was like (laughs) and and like I'm private and I'm not sharing that I would feel almost like resentful towards them like "Hmm, how come they get to like share and flaunt and flex and do all these things and like being a hater low-key like let's be real sometimes we're haters and we just have to admit that and I went through a phase of that you know of just comparing and wishing that I could be that open but really struggling with it. So it's a practice that I'm doing now, right? It's it's something that I'm intentional about where I'm like, hey, like just wanted to share this photo of like me and Bay doing X, Y, and Z, like hanging out at this place doing this because it still feels unnatural for me to share it online. But I'm trying to get comfortable with at least sharing it with like my community, you know? And even that might be enough for me. Like maybe I will never get to the point where I share it online and that will be okay too, you know? It's really just all an experiment at this point. Um. Something else that I have been doing is um, giving myself a challenge of every day, finding one thing to celebrate every single day, finding one thing to celebrate Um, and just really leaning into that, you know, really leaning into that. Um, And I feel like it's been a really cool experiment so far. I've been learning a lot about myself and um, it's been fun. <laughs> it has been fun sharing little things here and there and, you know, just being excited about things out loud and not kind of feeling that desire to hold everything in all the time. Um, there's also one other thing I'm going to mention and then I'm going to wrap up with some announcements and last things to just know about the community, etc. So the last thing I'll mention is that I was having a conversation with my therapist yesterday and something she said to me was you don't have to share all of the things that are happening in your life with all of the people in your life and that really resonated because I was struggling with this idea of right I'm challenging myself to share and celebrate publicly but I was noticing that with some of the people closest to me that's where I'm struggling to share, right? And it's with a lot of the the reasoning behind it is similar. When we share things online, we're opening ourselves up to people's opinions, right? That's a big part of why I wouldn't do it because now everyone has an opinion about what you're doing. And because you shared it, they can share their opinion now, right? And that's something I was wrestling with 
in close relationships where I'm like, well, I don't want to share this because this person is going to have an opinion. And not only are they going to have an opinion, they have their experiences, they have their fears, they have their um, disappointments. And because they love me and they want to protect me, they may project those things onto me. And it may leave me feeling overwhelmed. It may leave me feeling confused about decisions or about um, desires. And I don't want that. So my therapist really helped me to get clarity on just because, you know, these people are in my life and they love me. That doesn't mean that I have to share those things. I just don't have to. And neither do you. You don't have to share in in your real life. You don't have to share online. But you also can if you want to, if you choose to. You can do both. You can do one or the other. You can do none. But I hope that this episode, if nothing else, provided you with just something to think about, uh, something to just consider. And like I said, I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. So please head over to my Instagram right now and leave a comment on my last photo and let me know what your thoughts are. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how this unfolds, how this unravels and what comes out of it, any learnings and insights. I feel like this is like the next level of my personal self-love journey and my self-beauty journey, soul beauty journey. So I'm excited to just share that with you all. All right. So that is pretty much it for this episode. Um, really quickly, the last thing I want to share is that um, if you are not on the newsletter list, you're going to want to go ahead and sign up. Literally, all you have to do is go to my website. And as soon as you get there, you will see a box that says sign up for the newsletter. When you sign up, you will get a self-care toolkit, which if you've been on the list for a while, you've already gotten that. If you're new, you'll get that the moment you sign up. And um, next week, you will get a email, the first email of the year. I'm going to be focusing on sending out one newsletter a month, just talking about the themes that we're exploring, any upcoming workshops, any upcoming projects and different things like that. I will also like to say that for the month of February and probably for prayerfully, not even probably prayerfully. Okay, God, let's, <laughs> I'm ready to receive. Okay. I will not be taking clients, one-to-one clients. Um, I'm really shifting away from that and focusing on my corporate clients. Thank you, Lord, for corporate clients. I pray that they continue to come in an abundance, okay? But as a result of that, I will no longer be offering one-to-one services. So the one-to-one clarity calls, the one-to-one coaching, the one-to-one personal brand strategies, that's something that I'm putting on ice and hopefully it can stay on ice. Hopefully the ice won't melt, okay? (laughs) And um. Yeah, because that's really what I want to lean into. Also doing a lot of really awesome things with my nonprofit this year. So if you are unfamiliar with my nonprofit or you want to learn more about it, it's called Soul Beauty Outreach. And you can follow us at Soul Beauty Outreach on Instagram. You can also head to soulbeautyoutreach.com. Okay, make a donation. We are still accepting donations. We're like less than $100 away. I'm not $100, $1,000 away from our goal of $5,000. So if you want to contribute to that, please hit the link in the description and do so. And lastly, um, there will still be an opportunity to work with me in meditation and breath work and even some coaching, but that will be later in the year. I'm going to be offering group coaching. Um, last year, we talked about the personal branding workshop and and 
the meditation basics workshop and a breathwork workshop. And all of those things are still very likely to happen this year, just not at the top of the year. So it will hopefully prayerfully come back around in some type of a private community that I've been wanting to launch for years now. Um, So whether that's Patreon or a subscription-based YouTube channel or whatever it is, we will figure out the platform. But what's most important is that you will know about it when it is launched. And that will be your opportunity to continue working with me in that way, if you're interested. Otherwise, I will still have public classes through different um, virtual studios and also some in-person studios if you're in the North Carolina area. Um, But nonetheless, I love you all. I thank you so much for sitting here and listening to me talk for what feels like forever. I actually need to rest my voice. But I really appreciate you all for being here. I hope that your new year and your Black History Month is off to an amazing, amazing start. And um, celebrate yourself today. Celebrate yourself today. And maybe if this resonates, celebrate yourself out loud and tag me in it if you decide to. I would love to see those posts. Give me some inspiration. (laughs) So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I hope that you are well, that you are loved, that you are at peace. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. I will talk to you soon. Before we get any further into this episode, I want to share with you a resource that I've been using called Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a solution for people seeking traditional mental health counseling who would prefer hearing from the perspective of a Christian. If you are seeking a mental health professional who is a practicing Christian, Faithful Counseling may be a great option for you. I'm going to share a few details about this app in case you're interested in checking it out. One of the best things is that you can start communicating in under 24 hours. This is not a crisis line and is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online with real therapists. One of the best things also is that there is a broad range of expertise in faithful counseling's counselors network, which may not be locally available in some areas. However, the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. And you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change your counselors if needed. Is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for those who need assistance. Faithful Counseling wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read some of their testimonials that are posted daily, or you can listen to my personal review that I shared a few years ago, I think, maybe like a year or so ago, um, before this collaboration came about, and you can learn about my personal experience. If you're interested in signing up and joining over half a million people who are taking charge of their mental health with the help of a professional, uh, use my link, getfaithful.com slash soulbeauty. Again, if you're interested in taking charge of your mental health, use my link, getfaithful.com slash soulbeauty. By using my link, you will get 10% off your first month of sessions. And again, that's getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. Back to the episode.